plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star. Are you are the party starts now? Well, it is our party. Welcome, power partners. It's our informational playground. Star style, be the star you are. It's brought to the airways under the auspices of Be the Star You Are charity, and I'm your host, Cynthia Bryan. We're coming to you live as always here on the Voice America Network. It is the Empowerment Channel, and I thank you so much for being with us. We have a fun show for you today, and I am just feeling very happy because I get to be today with my daughter and my new little granddaughter and her husband. And, and her husband's doing all this fabulous cooking. So <laughs> I'm feeling I, I'm doing their gardening in exchange, right? Um, so I'm feeling pampered and I'm loving it. Well, here's what our topics are going to be today. We're going to talk about single tasking coming up soon, which is something that maybe we're all not so good at. In segment two, you know, we all love saving money, getting deals, discovering treasures that are either low cost or completely free. That's always the best. But there are some items that no matter how free or how inexpensive, we really do not want to bring into our homes. So we're going to find out today what those are. And then um, my favorite way to birth new vegetation is through propagation. And many of the specimens in my garden have been slips, cuttings, seeds, divisions, roots, bulbs, or pinches from my mom's or my siblings or friends' gardens. And actually, I'm going to take some seeds from from my daughter Heather's um, beds now because she is growing some wonderful leeks and they've got seeds. So I'm going to take some of those because I didn't get any this year. Because a garden is to share and there's nothing more satisfying than growing Flora's derived from somebody else's beloved garden. So that's going to be in segment three. In fact, I came down, um, I'm in uh, Temecula, which is the wine country of Southern California. If you haven't been there, it's kind of high desert, but really fantastic wines down here. And people who are very friendly. So if you're ever visiting, it's not far from Lake Elsinore, which is where, when I was in college, I learned to skydive. And I used to do a lot of sky skydiving there and would never have thought that one of my uh, children would be living down in this area. But anyway, um, I came down here with a suitcase, not filled with clothes, but filled with vegetables, fruits, lemons, limes, uh, citrones, tangerines, uh, Asian pears, all from my garden. 
So when I arrived, what we started doing is making limoncello. So this is like a family tradition. And uh, I was just talking with Josh, my engineer, about his mom making a wonderful pear salsa. So we were kind of comparing different foods that we like to make. And I'm thinking maybe I better do a show sometime on some of the fun things that you can do, not really with recipes, but, you know, just to make your own traditions. But so uh, where we have, we've zested all the different um, lemons and citrones. We're going to make a, three different kinds of limoncello. It'll take a month or so uh, that we're planning this, but it'll be rather fun because uh, by Christmas time, we will have homemade limoncello all from my garden. So I think that's kind of fun. So um, let's get to the miracle moment because I don't want to forget that. It is by uh, bringing to you by Be the Star You Are Charity, which we hosted the Pear Festival booth this past week. You can visit Be the Star You Are at be the star you are.org. And I want to give a shout out to our sponsors once again, MB Jesse Painting, which is mbjesse.com. And the La Marinda Weekly newspaper, lamarindaweekly.com. And uh, Dr. Brian Sheaf, which is dentistry, he also helped out. So thank you so much. Uh, the Pear Festival was fun. And I'll give you a little bit more about that before we start segment one. But this is from Booker T. Washington. No race can prosper till it learns that there is as much dignity in tilling a field as in writing a poem. So think about that one. There is as much dignity in tilling a field as writing a poem. And that really resonated with me being a, the, a farmer and a daughter of farmers and from a long list of farmers because, you know, I think that uh, actually growing your own food and living off the land, that is poetry in motion. That is the whole the whole thing. So let me just tell you quickly about the Pear Festival because uh, it was a really a wonderful event. It's the Pear and Wine Festival. And the area where it's held, it is known for pears. Pears, pears and grapes have actually been planted there since the early settlers coming to California. Some of those pear trees, there are three fields of pear trees, large fields in this area that the pear trees are about 150 years old and they still produce pears. And uh, the community picks the pears and all the pears are donated to food banks, which I think is really wonderful. And then in this area, there are over 60 vintners, which are 60 pretty much small plot growers that grow grapes and then there are like three wineries that make the grapes uh, into wine and of course it was harvest uh, it's harvest right now so uh, people have been harvesting their grapes and making wine so at this festival there are wine tastings there are pear pies there are there's pear everything <laughs> any kind of thing that you can imagine making from pears you can get there and be the star you are has been having a booth there they didn't do it in 2020 because of the pandemic but we're now um, going on our 23rd year, and we've done this for 22 of those um, of those years. And so, what our volunteers did, and we had 
our uh, some radio reporters there, our book reviewers, our president of Club B, the star you are, um, our event coordinators, and these all young teens that they were manning the booth. And the activities that we did for kids, instead of doing face painting, because I didn't want anybody with this Delta variant to be getting so close to other people's mouths, um, we did mask decorating. So we had all kinds of fun paints and stickers and all that kind of fun thing. And it, it was just so popular. All these little kids came and they made their masks because they, when they go to school, they have to wear masks. So now they have their own decorated masks. They also got to make bookmarks. And um, they also got to write letters to whoever they wanted and decorate them. And then a complimentary children's book, a picture book, was given to them. And we want to give a shout out to Brooks Albury. And uh, you can go to the website for the book, blueoceanbob.com. So it was, it was very, very fun. And I think what was most wonderful to me is almost without exception, even though this was outdoors in a beautiful, beautiful nature preserve park, uh, that everybody there was wearing a mask. So even though it was outdoors, people were wearing a mask. The kids came to the booth with masks. We as volunteers, we were wearing masks. So it felt really, really safe. So I think that it was a day that people really enjoyed. And then something that we gave away, because I'm the gardener that I am, um, I had big big uh, buckets of free bay leaves and different kinds of seeds. And then we sold Meyer lemons, we sold Asian pears, we sold tangerines, and we sold my organic, free-range, fresh eggs. And those are the things that brought in the most donations with all money going to be the Star You Are charity. And it was so interesting because people just love fresh. And you could tell because, you know, there's, I had the stems, the leaves, all that. So it was, it was, it it turned out to be a great day, but it's always exhausting because you have to put up the tents and you, with us doing books, we had several hundred books there that we were um, giving away, doing two-for-one sales, just trying to get donations for Be The Star You Are charity, and, you know, just talking to people. So in any case, it's just a lot. And then for me, having to put everything back into storage, it takes another couple of days. But um, very happy to do it and very grateful to our volunteers. So that was fantastic. So this leads me to uh, the topic for this segment, which is about single tasking. Now, I know that multitasking is the rage, and I am a person, I am definitely somebody who is very often, I don't have the words guilty, but I do participate in that. Like if I have to talk on the phone to somebody, you know, if unless it's a, unless it's a business meeting where I have to be focused, if I'm just, you know, chatting, I will be doing the dishes or I'll fold clothes or do something like that. But most people do try to do some multitasking. But the reality is for our brains, multitasking is really a myth because the brain is hardwired to do one thing, one thing at a time. And when we think we're multitasking, we are actually engaging in what neuroscientists call task switching, which means that we are switching rapidly between tasks And when we are attempting to do this, according to statistics and many studies, multitasking is actually lowering our IQs, 
shrinking our brain's gray matter and lowering our productivity by 40%. So when I'm giving you some of this information, I want you to think about the times that you're multitasking and then think about, are you really getting everything accomplished? Are you doing one thing well, or are you doing several things or two things just, you know, in a crappy way? Uh, because I think that everybody, especially in this day and age when we are rushing here and rushing there and, you know, our cell phones are, are uh, pinging or they're ringing and, um, and we're trying to, to handle our children and we're trying to talk to somebody, you know, we're, we're multitasking. But is it really the right thing? So what's happening in today's day more than ever is we're living very distracted lives. And that can result in what is called the scattered brain syndrome. So let's talk about what single tasking is. So single tasking actually means developing a heightened focus and accomplishing more, so that's a key word here, we accomplish more by living fully in the present moment. So we're really being present with what we're doing at this moment. An example is right now I am on the radio, so I'm not crocheting while I'm talking to you. <laughs> I'm not trying to do you know, any math problems, and I'm not texting anybody. I am focusing 100% on what I am saying and what the information is I'm bringing you. That's single tasking. Because we can improve our relationships and our quality of life by, you know, by reclaiming control and really remembering what matters. So in other words, focusing on the moment, fo focusing actually on the second. So we can do this one thing really well to the best of our ability, or we can do other things really poorly. So I want to give you a few techniques to get you started on the right track. So here it is. So first up is you want to sync your thoughts and your actions. And this means we have to make a very conscious effort to align our mind and our body work on focusing our thoughts on the person or on the task in front of us. Now, what I have found over the last few years, because I have, you know, especially in the past, especially when my kids were young, I felt I was really multitasking and I'd be multitasking when I'm driving because you're telling them to keep quiet and you're singing a song and you're trying to concentrate on the on the road and you know hopefully you're not putting on makeup but I've seen it done so um but what helped me of several years ago is when I started just giving myself you know 15 or 20 minutes every morning to meditate as soon as literally as soon as I got out of bed and kind of stretched a little bit, I'd go outside in nature, whether it was raining or not raining, and meditate, and focus on what my what I was going to do for that day. And that helped me with single tasking much more. Then you need to create your system. Well, so that was actually part of my system. We call it building fences around potential distractions before they occur. So an example for most of us would be this. Prior to a phone call, we should turn off our, 
you know, the auditory pings that are going to come from your text messages or turn off your phone completely so it's not ringing because it's really impossible to ignore these things once they occur. I mean, if you are if you are on an important phone call and you have another phone next to you or the phone that you're on is actually pinging, that's very it is very distracting and you tend to want to look at it. Another thing is to take time for lunch or a snack or whatever it is. There was a Harvard study done that found those who attempt to work through their lunch hour without taking a break, they accomplish less work overall. Now, um, a lot of people, I mean, I never used to take lunch because I never seemed to have time. I would kind of just grab something at my desk. But now I really make it a point to take like 20 minutes and just focus on whatever it is I'm going to eat. And, and then, you know, I feel grateful for that. The other thing you can do is cluster task. And what this is, is choose an activity that you do frequently, like checking your emails or checking your texts or, you know, maybe your phone or, or whatever it is that you do, your social media, whatever it is that you do, and cluster that task into two or three designated segments through the day instead of letting it consume you. In other words, don't be checking your social media every two seconds. Um, I do have a friend who I really love, but it's really hard to be with this person because she is constantly checking her social media, constantly. I mean, you're talking to her and she's checking it. She constant, and so you never feel like you're heard or you know, you're always having to repeat yourself and that's really no fun. So um, time shift, although some tasks require intensity and hard work, you should set a time and set aside some time every day just to unwind. Like I said, I take that 15 to 20 minutes in the morning. Some people take it in the afternoon. But I also think it's really good to take another short break during the day, even if it's a couple minutes here and a couple minutes there. Because again, research shows that even taking a 15-minute break a day of giving yourself some relaxation, it could just be some deep breathing, is going to increase your productivity by 24%. And then finally, be present when you are enjoying a meal um, or when you're talking to a friend, whatever that is, you know, be present. One of my friends does something great. If they're with friends or a business meeting, they tell everyone, they invite them. They say, let's all turn off our phones. Let's put our phones on the table. The first person that grabs their phone for whatever reason has to pay for the meal. This is if they're out to lunch or out to dinner. And I thought, hey, that's a good way. Nobody wants to pay for everybody's meal. Maybe that is a good way to get people to turn off their phones. So that's just an idea of single tasking. It means committing to your choices and then you can address your next best task after working on that existing one. You don't have to complete every task all at once um, because, you know, there's always tomorrow. And I know that's, uh, it's crazy, but I make my to-do lists. I cross things off. But I've gotten to the point now that if I can't get to everything today, I have tomorrow. So try applying a couple of these techniques to your work, to your relationships, uh, maybe to your hobbies, and see if you experience any change. And, you know, get out there and just really enjoy 
every moment, every sunbeam, every moonshine, you know, go and enjoy yourself. It's really, really critical that we do one thing at a time. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. I am a very happy camper today, and I hope you can hear it in my voice, and I hope that you can join me in this joy. And when we come back, we're going to talk about what not to take home and what not to buy when something is used. Don't go away. Be the star you us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you seeking a dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world, lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR, 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 and visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan, www.cynthiabryan.com. Are you a teenager with lots to say but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel. And join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com. You can express yourself. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business is calling out to me. Well, you're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. I am your host, Cynthia Bryan, and I'm coming to you live on the Voice America Network. This is the Empowerment Channel. We want to empower you, inspire you, and help you live your best life and hopefully bring you some infotainment with lots of information, but still entertainment so that you have a conversation over the dinner table tonight and you can talk about something that maybe you hadn't heard before. So, you know, everybody loves a deal and lots of people just, you know, love to bring home things that either they find or they go to an estate sale or a garage sale and they get it for really cheap. Or maybe you go dumpster diving or maybe if you're in a place that has um, where people put things out on the street and you're allowed, you know, they put a sign and it says free for pickup. You get really excited when you find something that you've been, you know, you may, you probably wouldn't have spent the money to buy it, but it might be in great shape and you're like, wow, this is so cool and I got it for free. However, there are some things that you should never bring home from a garage sale or a yard sale or a thrift store or anything that you find. 
even if it was free or even if it was just a few pennies. So we're going to talk about some of those things and why you don't want to feel empowered by getting these for free. Well, one of them, I suppose, would make a lot of sense. If you were to get a, a an electric toothbrush, either for free or for a bargain, that would not be a bargain because you never want something that's going to leave you with regrets or something that is going to threaten your well-being or your health or that of your family members. And if something doesn't really function well, unless you know how to fix it, like getting a lamp that uh, it's electrical, but you know, the cord is cut or it doesn't turn on or it's frayed and it could start a fire. Unless you're the, that kind of person that you want to take it apart and, you know, and fix it, then it's not a bargain. And so, you know, when you think about that, going back to that electric toothbrush, would you actually want to put a toothbrush in your mouth that somebody else has had in their mouth and you have no idea whose mouth it was in. Now, I've never seen an electric toothbrush actually at a yard sale, but I'm just trying to give you <laughs> that kind of thing. So, but here are some things that, um, that you definitely do not want to bring home and it doesn't matter how cheap they are. So under no circumstances, medications or any kind of medicine. Now, this probably seems like, you know, an absolute no-brainer, but that wouldn't stop some motivated sellers from trying to unload their outdated or even used medications of any kind at yard sales. So there is a, there's a book called Garage Sale America, and the author said that he remembered walking into a yard sale in Virginia and seeing, listen to this, a used tube of Preparation H for sale for 25 cents. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't think I would want a used tube of Preparation H. I don't care, you know, if I was paid to take it. That just kind of gives me the heebie-jeebies. Um, you would think that somebody would be embarrassed to try to sell that. That's sort of shocking. But you know, um, there ha I have been to a garage sales where there are prescription medications that are there. And the thing about that is that could be really, really dangerous because you really don't know what is in that bottle. Remember that. And no matter what they, you know, and even if you are a drug addict, which I hope you're not, but you should never, ever take these things because you don't know what's in it. It could kill you. So you know what, if you, whatever kind of prescription or non-prescription drug or medication that you need, just get it at the pharmacy. And, you know, I would also say, be careful of buying discounted things like that online. I think you always want to buy anything that you're going to ingest from a reputable retail place. So you want to get it at some place like a CVS or a Walgreens. Um, I would just be really, really careful about that because it, you don't want to put something in your body. I mean, things could make you very sick or again, it could kill you. The second thing that you really don't want to bring home 
are things for a newborn baby. Now, I'm with my daughter's newborn baby, who is now, well, she's actually three months now, but you've got to be really careful. In fact, I had saved my uh, the cribs that were from both of my kids, um, and because it was a beautiful, expensive crib that it, I all would, but you know, I don't even use it for the babies because even then things are different now and the recommendations for safety are different. So anything for a newborn, like clothes or bottles or bedding, cribs, strollers, car seats, like the car seat that my kids used when they were little would not cut the mustard today. Uh, the strollers, the same thing. The problem with this is the unknown. You don't know who used them last you don't know how these things were potentially misused. You don't know what was properly sterilized. You don't know if any of these toys or, um, or any of the, the car seats or strollers have been recalled or redesigned. I mean, we got to think safety. You also don't know if they have been damaged or broken. So when it comes to baby stuff, it is always better to err on the side of caution and buy new. Now, when it comes to baby clothes, um, I think that's a whole different strategy where if you if somebody wants to give you baby clothes or like I have some baby clothes that I saved from my kids that were really, really darling and they're all they've all been cleaned and sterilized and, you know, they're they're still they're great things or your friend just had a baby and now or maybe it's one and done and they're not going to use their stroller or their car seat or maybe their crib but it's brand new you know I mean they had their baby last year you're having your baby this year that's a different story so if you know where the stuff is coming from that's great but if it's from a yard sale a garage sale or a thrift shop I would think twice about it. That's probably not good. You do not want to introduce any kind of uh, problem for a newborn. They're just very delicate and, um, you know, they don't have immunity to things. And again, we don't, we want safety has to be first. So the third thing, and this, this I think should make sense, but I know a lot of people who have taken these things. You don't want to take a mattress or bedding or pillows when you see that mattress, you know, on the side of the street. You have no idea what its history is. You don't know who or what's left on it. It could have dust mites. It could have mold. And the worst, it could have bed bugs. There's just too much unknown to risk your health on. And, you know, each of us, let's talk about mattress and bedding and pillows. Each of us spend about a third of our lives in bed. So we should at least take the basic precaution to make sure that the bed and the bedding that we sleep on isn't going to hurt us. Now, um, you know, the exception would probably be if the bedding is still packaged and clearly has never been used, um, or if the bedding is going to be repurposed and washed and maybe donated to a dog rescue that that could be fine, you know, that kind of thing. But you really mattresses are something I mean, think about what goes on on mattresses. And um, do you want to bring that into your house? So when you see that mattress on the side of the road, 
just pass it by. The next thing would be food items. You shouldn't buy food items secondhand. Um, at estate sales in particular, it's not unusual for every single thing to be pulled out of the kitchen cabinet, you know, even that used bowl of sugar and marked for a quick sale. But, you know, you don't want to purchase any used food items because, again, you don't know how old they are. You don't know what their past is. You don't know if something's been put into it, injected in it. Um, you don't want to eat baked goods, even chocolate chip cookies or brownies or any of that because unless you know the people if you know the people obviously that's we're not talking the same thing I'm talking about from strangers because you don't know how they were made or um, again what is in them or how old the ingredients are or any of that and you know when it comes to yard sales I just remember one garage sale when I, we were moving many years ago and we literally just cleaned out the house and put it outside. And I, for some reason, there was one tennis shoe. I mean, just one. I, there weren't, weren't two, just one. And somebody bought one tennis shoe. They were going to plant a plant in it. So, I mean, that's a great use for one tennis shoe. But who would have thought? I mean, I literally had it in the pile that was going to go to the garbage. Um, but this person wanted it and they I don't know they gave five cents for it or something but still that was I was like what you don't even want to give anything this is crazy the next one would be cosmetics body lotions purse perfumes colognes all of that these are very personal items that we rub or spray on our bodies and what the experts say is don't even consider uh using or, you know, don't ever consider purchasing or even taking these. Again, every anything I'm saying is when we're taking it from strangers. If your your mom says, hey, I don't want this perfume, or your girlfriend or your, you know, friend, whatever, that's fine. But anything that you rub or spray on your body can enter your bloodstream within 10 minutes. So what if it was contaminated? Um, it could be a breeding ground for germs or potential infections. So be very careful with things like that. It could be it could be tantalizing, you know, that half half bottle of angel that's out there, but maybe it's not really angel that's in there. Upholstered furniture. Okay, we see this a lot on uh, college campuses. You know, those sofas and chairs and all that that's sitting out on the sidewalk because one frat is getting rid of it. If you are buying upholstered furniture of any kind and you don't plan to completely repolster it yourself after you purchase it, you are making a huge mistake. And even if it's free, you have to be really extra cautious with fabrics because they can transfer bacteria. It's kind of just like the used mattresses. You have no idea what the history of that is. You don't know if it has germs, dust mites, bed bugs whatever's lurking inside. Um, there have been blankets that have worms in them. Now, if it's just wooden furniture, oh yes, absolutely take it. Because wooden furniture, you can just clean it, polish it up, and it could be looking great. Or mirrors, that kind of stuff, oh, that is great. But anything upholstered that has stuffing inside of it, pass on it, unless you're gonna take it completely apart and just reupholster it yourself. The next one is helmets. 
then that would be helmets for bikers, skiers, you know, snowboarders, motorcycle riders. Because when you use a helmet of any kind, you are basically just purchasing a wish and a prayer. And that's because you don't know if that helmet, which is usually built for a one-time emergency use, has already served that function. And if the previous emergency is now basically useless, and not only won't you have the full force of its protection, but you also don't know if this particular helmet has been recalled or replaced by a newer model for safety reasons. Now, I imagine you can probably look online and if you, you know, if you have your phone with you and you see this helmet, maybe you can find out if there's been a recall. But that's, um, that's you know, that's a biggie. Another one is stuffed animals. Same kind of thing as upholstered furniture and mattresses. They are so cute at yard sales. However, you can, and you can usually get them for a couple of dollars or whatever. And, you know, stuffed animals are usually expensive. But unless you can completely wash and sanitize them, you don't really know how clean they are. You don't know how they've been used. You don't know if something has been stuck into the stuffed animal or if this animal has been, you know, chewed on by another animal or kids or whatever. So just be wary of stuffed animals. Now, pots and pans are one of those iffy things. They, they might seem like really good bargains um, at the thrift stores. Because you can usually buy um, a used pan or a used pot for a couple of dollars that maybe that pot or pan might be $30, $50, $60. But unless like they're a copper pot that that is going or or maybe a, um, uh, you know, a really high end pan that you can tell has not been used Used pots and pans usually come with lots of scratches on them. And the scratches are where the dangers are because um, the scratches and burned areas, they can leach in toxic chemicals to your food and into your bodies. Now, maybe if you can find a good cast iron skillet, that could be great. But, and again, uh, I'm talking about purchasing these or getting them from people you don't know. And then the last item before we um, close out this segment is um, puzzles or board games. Now, if they're sealed and they've never been opened, that is, that's great. You're probably in good shape. But if they have been opened and they're old, can you imagine, you know, getting a jigsaw puzzle or a board game and then some of the pieces are missing? So you could spend hours working on this puzzle and then you're going to be so disappointed because you can't finish it because some of them aren't there. So just be careful with those. It's the same thing with board games that they might be uh, you might purchase one only to discover that it's missing that critical, critical piece. So you could be so frustrated. So the board games and puzzles aren't something that are going to hurt you, but definitely could frustrate you. So those are just a few items that you should at least think twice about and some of them that you should never, never bring home. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. When we come back, we are going to go into the garden and we're going to talk plant 
Parenthood. That's plant with a T, Parenthood. Don't go away. This is Star Style, Be the Star You Are, coming to you live on the Voice America Network Empowerment Channel. Be the star you are. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. We all need to learn to share the gift of encouragement. Edith Wharton said there are two ways to spread the light. You can be the candle or you can be the mirror that reflects it. At home and at work, spread the light of encouragement. Be the one who encourages others. Encourage colleagues to go back to school, to start their own businesses, to stretch beyond their comfort zones, to pursue their dreams. Most people go to bed hungry, not for food, but rather for a word of encouragement. Encouragement is like perfume. When you give it to others, you can't help but getting a little bit on yourself. And this year, give the gift of encouragement to someone. You're going to be so glad you did. Remember, you're the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business fight from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com. That's Cynthia Bryan, Bryan with an I, dot com. Be the star you are. The star you are. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. Bethestarur.org. Dare to care. us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show. I recommend that all bachelors have a garden. It will give them the experience of being a parent. That was said by Richard Goodman, and I thought it was such a great quote. You're listening to Cynthia Bryant, and this segment, we are going into the garden, and it is called Plant Parenthood. Now, one time when I was a celebrity garden guest on an HGTV program, the discussion turned to relationships and family, and my advice was very much like Richard Goodman because I was asked, how can you keep a relationship Alive, And I said that relationships and parenting are a lot like gardening. If you can keep a plant alive, you can keep a relationship alive. They require being present, constant nurturing, detailed attention, consistent efforts, and sometimes sacrifice. So if you can grow a plant, you can grow a relationship. 
And as a parent, we learn, we parent for a lifetime. And it's very similar to garden. I mean, I'm always going to be a mom, no matter what. You know, once a mom, always a mom. And a garden is forever evolving. So once you are a, a, a plant parent, you are always a plant parent. Now, this is autumn. It is the best time to plant. And the temperature is usually a bit cooler, yet the soil is still warm. Now, here in California, we really need some rain. So I'm hoping, praying that a bit of rain will also provide some precipitation. But during this season, I like to encourage more people to become plant parents. The secret is to get going now before the first frost arrives. And there are so many easy and inexpensive ways to get started. You can grow in containers, on windowsills, or even in cardboard boxes. Today, I planted my daughter's potatoes in a cardboard box with with mulch and soil in it, just so she's going to know where they're going to be. I put it in the garden, but I put the cardboard box there. You can buy seeds, bulbs, seedlings, or even full-grown plants. Or you can get plants for free by propagating them yourself with just a little help from your friends or from your family. Now, if you're a beginner, you want to start small so that you don't get discouraged. And since growing our own food is empowering and it's nutritious, perhaps you want to start with containers of your favorite herbs or vegetables. Now, the number one thing that is critical is the soil. That's the most important aspect of growing any successful garden. And great garden soil is full of organic matter. It crumples like cake in your hands. According to the Home Garden Seed Association, rich soil is the home of an array of organisms, bacteria, fungi, and insects. It drains efficiently, yet it retains essential water for the plants. And they offer these tips to determine if your soil is ready to accommodate plants. So first, take a handful of your garden soil and squeeze it. It should hold its shape, then drop it. It should crumble. That's optimum. If it stays in a ball or it falls apart the second you open your hand, you need to add some compost to correct the poor drainage. The point is to assist your soil in retaining water and nutrients. Work with about three inches of compost into your existing soil and then try that experiment again. Now, The easiest thing for a beginner to do is just to buy a bag of garden soil, potting soil, and compost. And if you're planting in a pot, maybe putting something on a windowsill, make sure to purchase new potting soil because it has the necessary nutrients and nutrition for your plants so that they will flourish. You don't want to just dig up dirt, you know, from the ground. If you are buying plants to boost your autumn curb appeal, Simple to grow suggestions would include pansies, ornamental kale, snapdragons, chrysanthemums, uh, violas, and Iceland poppies. Those are all available right now at at, uh, garden centers, big box stores, nurseries. And you can just plant or get a pot and put them, you know, at your front porch, your front door, and they're ready to go. Now, my favorite way of birthing new vegetation is through propagation. So many of the specimens in my garden have been slips, cutting seeds, divisions, roots, bulbs, or pinches from either my mom's garden, my sibling's garden, or friend's garden, or, you know, my kid's garden. So a garden is to share, and there's nothing more satisfying than growing these things that are derived from gardens 
that you love because you love the people that are there. So here are ways to become a plant parent and grow your current plant family for little to no cost. And in the botanical world, we call it sexual propagation or asexual propagation. So what is sexual propagation? That's seeds. It's so easy to be a seed saver. You can save seeds from your favorite flowers. And because of random pollination by a variety of insects, the baby is going to differ from the mother. Now, my favorite seeds to save from my flowers are from the nigella, the sunflower, hollyhock, cosmos, nasturgeum, calendula, marigold, and lavender. I find that these grow back pretty true to the mother plant. Now, I just scattered nasturgeum this autumn, and the rest are going to be sowed in the spring. And in my potager, and a potager is a gardener that has both flowers and vegetables, I collected the seeds of arugula, sugar snap peas, pole beans, and Swiss chard. And if you've saved any vegetable seeds from your summer crops, Now you can sow them. This is the time. I've grown numerous trees from seeds and from pits, I should say, including magnolia, Asian pear, apple, plum, peach, flowering cherry, Japanese maple, pistache, and loquat. And I share them with friends. In fact, um, I have friends that in November, they'll be transplanting things. Now, when you gather the seeds, you let the seeds dry on a screen, Place them in a brown paper bag, label them with a date, store them in a dark place until you're ready to sow. So I dried my arugula seeds. I scattered them. And scattering means just I kind of threw them on the soil. And then I threw some soil on top. And and I did this about 10 days ago. I already have arugula growing. And you water it. Asexual propagation is the following. This is called vegetative propagation because the vegetative parts of the plants are used. So you're using the stems, the leaves, the roots, and the organs. You see, seeds are sexual. The stems, the leaves, the roots are asexual. So cuttings, pinches, and slips. Now, soon I'm going to be pinching my geraniums and my pelagoniums as soon as it kind of starts raining a bit. And after letting the cuttings harden off for a few days, they're going to be planted directly in the ground uh, on my hillside in a sunny area. Now, what hardening off means is if you just if you pinch or cut any of your plants, uh, especially geraniums, and pelagoniums, you should just set them outside for a couple of days and let the bottoms of them harden. And then you can just make a hole in the dirt and put them in. Now, every February or March, I hard prune my many rose bushes. I gave over a hundred cane cuttings to my neighbor this past season. Within three months, and what she did is she put them, she put three canes to a pot of potting soil. So she just got, you know, a gallon or a quart, I guess it was a quart. And she put three of these cuttings, they're just canes, they're completely blank, no leaves or anything. And they rooted, she planted them within three months. And I have pictures on my website, they're blooming. They're just beautiful. So it's amazing. And uh, my prolific grapevines are the result of cuttings from um, our Napa vineyards. Dividing. You can use a garden fork and you can divide daylilies, bearded iris, virginias, peonies, um, bleeding hearts, oriental lilies, naked ladies, and other perennials that get too crowded. 
Now, rhizomes that are divided, such as Virginia and bearded iris, they can be cut into smaller pieces and planted. And many bulbs multiply. The, I, the naked ladies and daffodils, you dig them up, you plant a few, they multiply. Rooting. Kids love rooting things in water or jars. So if you want to root and you don't have any, any garden, sweet potatoes, green onions, ginger, avocados, lettuces, they can sprout in this manner. The ones you buy in the vegetable aisle can be used. They may not produce as abundantly as ones that you might get, you know, from a garden center. But my preferred method of growing potatoes and sweet potatoes is to cut them into chunks with an eye or two. Let them harden for a couple of days. Then plant them in a cardboard box and the cardboard box will compost. So it's great. You always know you where your potatoes are. If you want to layer cardboard in your in your beds, to keep out the weeds, you can do that. Ginger can be grown similarly if you like ginger. Just soak it in some water for 24 hours, and after cutting, um, it'll root, and then you can just plant it. So you can graft, bud, layer. There's all other ways to propagate, but whatever way you decide to be a plant parent, you are going to be rewarded. And remember, if something doesn't work out, don't worry, because failure is fertilizer. Put your mistakes on the compost pile. Just grow a new garden or you can put them in the recycle bin, you know, um, or your green bin. And that's fine, too. Well, happy parenting, happy gardening, happy growing. And I hope you do become a plant parent. Well, thank you for being a great listener, allowing me to be with you every Wednesday, 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific. I'm right here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We always come to you live on the Voice America Network. You're listening to the Empowerment Channel, where we do want to encourage and inspire and inform and motivate and definitely just, you know, empower you to change your life, make your dreams come true, and live your best life. For more information about Star Style Productions or myself, or to purchase any of my books that are on sale now because we're celebrating a big anniversary, please go to CynthiaBryan.com and you can click on books or click on the Star Style Store. I wish it was the Star Style Shore. <laughs> it's the Star Style Store. If you want to make a donation to Be the Star You Are charity or just get involved or, you know, volunteer, go to BeTheStarYouAre.com. Org. I do hope that you read a book this week and that you all will also just cherish this moment and learn to single task because uh, we just really need to celebrate every second of our life, especially as we've seen with COVID happening. We have no, we have no idea how long we get to live at all. So until next week, when we celebrate once again, right here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are, remember that love always wins. Kindness will always prevail, but it's smiles that are going to keep you happy. So I want you to smile and laugh a lot this week. My name is Cynthia Bryan for Star Style, thanking you. I encourage you to be the star you are. Be your unapologetically authentic self. Make it a wonderful, wonderful week and hug somebody this week if you can. I guess you have to still wear a mask, but wherever you are, be safe. I, I would like you to be here on Star Style with me every week. Until next Wednesday, be the star you are, and I send you virtual hugs. Thank you from Cynthia Bryan. Be the star you are.
been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program star style be the star you are we have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire inform entertain and motivate you to be the star you were born to be for more information visit starstyleradio.com and to make a donation to the charity go to be the star you ignite the flame that burns brightly within Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are.